We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to our Patreon site. All right. This podcast and Patreon and Brandon's curriculum have been a huge piece in my husband's very new journey to recovery. I find so much validation in knowing that other people feel this way and that people have moved forward to healthier, fuller relationships gives us such hope. Your recoveries give us hope in our own. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I truly believe that this podcast has changed the projection of my future, and I am wildly thankful. Thank you. That's a great review. And I love that you're using our other resources. We do our best to give you guys free content here, and um, we also have some other content available. So It's good stuff. All right, so um, this week, Kobe and I, you guys, most of it, you know, we work from home together. And so we both said, hey, we're going to go do our separate things, run some errands. Totally. Do some shopping. I go to Trader Joe's. I'm going to get a plant. And guess who I run into? Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) Kobe's there. And he's standing in front of... A giant wall of chocolate. (laughs) Buckets of chocolate. (laughs) And... They're like... It's like a legit eight-foot wall (laughs) chocolate. One glorious stack of uh, chocolates after another. So as much as we try to stay away, we still run each, into each other. But it was a happy, happy moment. But although I went for a plant, I we ended up with a cart full of rubbish. Crap. <laughs> but guys, it's the holidays, I, I'm right? I'm like an international cookie connoisseur because I, once I saw that there's like spiced German cookies, I was like, I got to try those. The Germans of make course. good stuff. Yeah, right? you do. And then I was like, wait, but then there's the the Danes, they make insanely good butter cookies. Now, the the, the the way that I got those in the cart is Ashlyn looked at the size of it. And she's like, okay, that's not the Costco size of, of Danish butter cookies that you normally buy. So I will, yeah, I'll, I'll Spoken agree like tr- a true addict here. <laughs> <laughs> oh totally. Speaking of addiction, I... I uh, oh, but wait, the oh. best part is... Oh Brad yeah, later <laughs> that day. He sends us a Marco Polo. I've never been to this store before. And I'm... St- I, my wife wanted to go out and next thing you know, I was standing in front of that wall of chocolate at Trader Joe's. <laughs> so we day. did a Marco Polo yeah. from Brandon standing in front of a wall of chocolate. Oh yeah. yeah. Good times. We all checked that box. Yeah. It's a good day. It's a good day. Anyways, I, I got, someone gave me a big bag of chocolate covered cinnamon bears yesterday. Oh, that's cool. I love those. And it's the only thing I ate yesterday. <laughs> three, three meals. <laughs> Starting at 7 a.m.? 7 a.m., just a handful. Ah. And, and then I I felt sick at the end of the night. And I was I like, why, why do I feel sick? I don't. I better eat more yeah. cinnamon bears. <laughs> That'll make me feel better. Yeah. So welcome to the holidays, yeah. right? We're, we're, yeah. yeah, we're all just trying to thrive through the holidays. And clearly... There's things that get in the way. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, oftentimes you feel guilty for eating bad or yeah. we got to enjoy life a little bit, Heck yeah. you know? Yeah. So I don't know if only eating cinnamon bears is good for you. But <laughs> if only. Yeah. So speaking of the holidays, that's uh, what we're talking about today is, you know, the holidays can be, can be tough for a lot of reasons. Um, a lot can come up. So things like grief. Um, can really come up around the holidays, stress around being around family, um, triggers like being bored, having extra time, 
um, just re- a lot of emotion comes with the holidays. Yeah. Um, you're, you're out of your normal schedule. Kids are home. Oh, man. Kid- Parenting's totally. kind of different, too. There's lots more activities to do. Ton. Yeah. And Travel. Yeah. And, and you're, you you're might be stressed financially because you've spent all your money all month long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the betrayed and for the addicted, it can just bring up a lot of things and it can put you in a tailspin. Yeah. Um, and, and you might want to numb out all of the overwhelm of it all. Um, you might want to amp up your anxiety because of it. And so we just want to first speak to that and help you recognize it's really helpful to be mindful going into the holidays, mm. um, both Christmas, New Year's. Um, just just recognize that it's if you have a plan, if you have tools in place, if you have support in place, um, you you can really enjoy the holidays, and the holidays are a great time. But um, they can be detrimental to recovery. So, yeah, I, I'm just thinking in my head um, when December was um, a, in my second affair. Um, I had ended the affair, but then, well, but I didn't end it. I just took a little break from it and then went back in December. Um, and I was on a business trip and like had a business trip that month. It was just a really big, stressful month, Christmas time, et cetera. And I know for sure that, um, that activity is directly related to all of the stuff that we dealt with in the holidays. And, um, it's you know, also it's, our it's girls. We have our girls PTSD, their own trauma through abuse. That, Q4 is balls for us. Yeah. So we're dealing with a lot of their stuff, yeah. a lot of our stuff. You know, I jump on Facebook and I still <laughs> regularly see these posts from Kobe of me like, look at how sexy my wife is. And they're yeah. from five. It's from when he was having an affair. And totally. I'm yeah. like, Kobe, what was wrong with you? <laughs> I was in total douche mode and I decided to broadcast it on Facebook. Right. <laughs> So, um, anyways, so, so the holidays can be really challenging and really tough. And, um, I'll, I'll speak for my own self. Um, family is really challenging to be around for me. Um, I love to be around, um, well, I have a lot of fond memories of being around family earlier in life, but really since having kids, um, it's been more challenging and, um, but, you know, and my mom died eight years ago, so, and on, in Q4 as well, in October. Um, and so it's another reminder that mom's not there. And, you know, that's, it's something that I've accepted. But there's just a lot of things that make, yeah. you know, the end of the year really challenging for yeah. me, personally. And, and, and <clears throat> in saying this, um, a lot of emotions come up, and it can be hard. And um, but But it's also, you can thrive through it. And... Uh, that's one thing that I love about you guys is, okay, Q4 sucks. A lot of bad things happened. Um, but it w- I, I see you guys take thing, events like this and you turn them into positives in, in your life. And, and so, you know, t- today marks the two-year anniversary of my mother-in-law's death. She was 64 when she died. I'm sorry. And, but, but it's really cool. So my, my wife and her sisters, they call it Angel Day, and they have a great day. And That's they, cool. They celebrate her life, and it's a beautiful thing, and they thrive through it. And, 
um, I think we can we can do the same with all of the emotions and stuff going on with the holidays. It's it's you know it's a time for reflection, and reflection um, can be painful. Uh, reflection yeah. can feel really good and exciting, but it's it's reflection, and so yeah, it's it's a good thing. So, um, did you have something to say? I Ashton? just I'm thinking of what you always say, and I never say it right. But if nothing changes, nothing changes, right? All right. So it is like. If you don't want the holidays to be this survival mode, then st- figure out how you can make change to thrive. It's, it's quite it, simple. Right? If you don't want it to suck, then make it not suck. Right. And 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 how you do that is is you change. If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. And so if you're ready to wallow and be a victim and be depressed for the holidays, and that's what you need to do, then do it. Yeah. But if you don't want that, then shift your mindset to a growth mindset, and um, approach it differently and you'll get different consequences out of it. So I think there's some, some important context to address here. And that is that the holidays are like, all of a sudden there's this obligatory dutiful, like holiday, like undertow that exists where it's like, you got to go to all these parties, neighbors, with maybe people church, you don't want to go to family, parties. Totally. With. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's all the family things and there's then there's the work performances, things. There's Oh my gosh. There's a lot of stop. things. And you know, so Lots. someone in my group um, was really, she said something kind of profound to me as a mom who's, you know, there's class parties for school. Then there's performances. There's all these things that you can say yes, or you can say no to. Yeah. And she said, I've said yes to some of these things. And we did say no to some of the performances. Like, hey, that's not going to work for me. Um, and she said, I was found myself just running through my days. Like, we got to make the gingerbread houses. And we got to go to yeah. caroling. We got to go and deliver presents. And it's just like this grind. fast and furious. And she said, I realized I wasn't being mindful and enjoying. You miss the whole yeah. point of it all. All the things we want to like these are going to be fun and we're going to do this. And then we're like yelling at our kids. <laughs> <laughs> we might've done that. I don't I'm know. I'm so stressed out about buying you totally presents. Seriously. And yeah. You brats, I'm going to return them all. <laughs> and then they get yeah. them all anyway. Yeah. Um, totally. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. So it's that we have all these things we can say yes and no to, but we're also like Brandon said at the beginning, we have to be mindful enough to, to see what we have time for, what we don't yeah. so that we can actually enjoy it. And for me, starting to enjoy the holidays was starting to say no and be yeah. boundaried yeah. yeah, and kind of celebrating it on our own terms. Right. Yep. And uh, we did that for Thanksgiving where we didn't have a feast. We didn't go to anybody. Well, we had a feast. It was at Brazilian steakhouse, but, but we didn't do the historical norm and we said no. Right. And it was like, we just knew that we needed to just be by ourselves. And so I think learning the skill of, of being boundaried by saying this isn't going to work for me and and um, just looking ahead, it, it's actually pretty easy to do this in some sense during the holidays because you can say, you, you know what, what activities, what parties, what gatherings are going to take place when, and then you can just look week to week and say, you know, what's going to be, what's going to push us over the edge? And can I say no to that? Is it okay to say no? The to holidays that? are a should fest. Oh. I mean, just uh, you should buy your kids this many <laughs> presents. Your mom should go to this performance. Uh, should go to this performance. You should spend this much time with your oh parents. You should, and, and if all the shoulds that you're operating under for the holidays create chaos and overwhelm and stress, it's uncomfortable to bust out of those shoulds. Yeah. Um, but if it's not working, 
then shift it, change it, have the courage to do something different. Okay, yeah. so I have so. to tell you, uh, a mom, the moms out there will relate to this. Um, nothing to do with recovery, but it does because I wouldn't be here if I hadn't chosen to do recovery. I was the room mom for years for my kids. And so I would do my best to like, I'd go on Pinterest and like, here's all these cool games and we're going to do this. And I'd spend a lot of time and effort and money getting ready for these parties, right? And then as we got more introduced to boundaries and how it's compassion to yourself mm-hmm. and what I value, I was like, wait, why am I trying to impress kids? Right. Wait, am I trying to look good? good. I'm trying to, I'm worried about what everyone else thinks of me. I want to look like this awesome mom. Right. Right. So I show up to these class parties now. Um, what did we bring last time? Like a ball and some cups. And I was like, we're doing bowling. Yeah, that's <laughs> and they're awesome. like, woohoo. <laughs> I've shown up to those class parties with just my phone and my speaker and we have a dance party right. and it's the favorite game Oh, because yeah. they're kids. Yes. They don't care. Right. And it's taken this a huge amount of pressure off me. I can still show up for the hour, but I don't have to spend hours and money and time prepping, prepping so right. that I can, you know, make sure that everyone thinks I'm awesome. All right. This is a whole other topic, but it's narcissistic parenting where mm. we, we do all these things to try to look good and, and we use our kids to try to help us look good as opposed to showing up with a ball and some cups. And it's like, I'm here to connect to you. I'm here to be here with you. Um, and so when you're showing up and you have this agenda, then you're, you're going to end up with, with feeling shame or, or feeling let down. People didn't see everything that you're doing. I'm right. not saying that showing up with elaborate stuff is Bad. That could be what you value. It's yes. not what I value. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it might be like really, you might be really good at that and the kids really thrive with that. But if that's not you, then it's not going to work. A ball and some cups is going to work good. <laughs> totally. I value yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. So so let's shift a little bit and talk about um, some, some tips for the new year. So we're going to give you three simple tips to approach the new year and have success in the new year. So... Um, first off is, uh, like I was saying earlier, the holidays is a time for reflection. Mm -hmm. And I think we can get caught up in a shame storm. Sometimes we reflect on all the, the money we didn't make, all of the weight we didn't lose, um, all of the relationship problems that we still have. Um, so, um, pointer number one is, or is reflect on the good. Yeah. Um, Which can be amazing, especially in recovery, I think, because the more you can point out baby wins. Yeah. Right. And saying, hey, you know what? We've started showing up to fights different or, hey, you're relapsing less or your sobriety is longer periods of time. Uh, I'm becoming more boundary. It's these little teeny wins. I'm showering every day. I'm brushing my teeth every day. These are basic, basic self-care that some of us aren't able to do currently. Right. So so the bad might be easy to see because it's like Front you're feeling center, the pain. Painful, and, totally. But the good, like showering every day, or it, it's it's interesting because as you reflect back and you look look at it, in recovery, you don't necessarily um, hit these milestones where you're now standing at the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel and or you're on top of a mountain. It's not how it works. Um, recovery is a process of healing. And um, you can look back and say, oh, like to think about where we were a year ago and where we are now, I I don't really know where that milestone hit or where that was, but we are 
in a different place. Yeah. We, we, we approach conflict differently or my sobriety has been pretty solid lately or uh, not that it's about sobriety, but, but I have tools for that. And so you can look back and say, I, there are some wins here and, um, and, I, and I'm happy to see those things. Yeah. So I tell my women in my women's group this, when they start pointing fingers and getting into victim mode and it's really hard, this is something I, I recommend all year long because the more you can see the good, the more you realize my life isn't as bad as maybe Spike is narrating to me. Um, the, the, more but, you, the more you see the good, the more you create good. Right. The more you see the bad, the more you create bad. Yeah. And so... You can also praise good behavior, right? Absolutely. Which encourages more good, good behavior. Good behavior, yeah. So reflect on the good. Did you have any thoughts on that, Kobe? No, I... I it's, this, is, this takes a lot of intention. This takes a lot of mind to do this. And um, I guess if you're having a hard time my my take on this if you're having a hard time identifying what's good because sometimes we get so hijacked in in pain whether you're the betrayed or the addicted that it's hard to actually give yourself um headspace to do this so if it takes you um listening to some classical music for 10 minutes if it takes you changing your environment meaning getting out and taking a walk and um, breathing some really cold, fresh air and be invigorated. If it takes you time to just sit and meditate for three minutes and breathe deep, do what you need to do in order to clear your head from all of the hard stuff that's obvious because you will find stuff that is, um, is super valuable. And you might be in the midst of some really hard things in this moment. But um, even if you have dealt with relapse, like today, this week, you can still say, all right, well, you know what? I'm still, I've been consistent at listening to the podcast or I'm still connected to my therapist and I'm still connected to my group or I'm still putting effort into it even though I've relapsed. So there's things that are there. You just need to be able to give yourself a minute to do that. And sometimes that's changing the environment and getting yourself right to do it. I think that's a good point, Kobe. And the, the, what, it kind of made me think as much as reflecting on the good is good. It creates good, right? Um, being, being grateful helps you find a sense of acceptance for what is for sure. Um, <clears throat> there is a flip side to it, which is sit in the bad, um, process the bad, a- allow yourself to feel the pain that you're feeling. Um, I'm not saying wallow in it and be depressed and be stuck, but I am saying if you look back and you're still f- in that pain, um, feel it, understand it, know why it's there, um, learn from it, grow from it. Um, so, so we're not saying just reflect on the good and pretend like all of the hard emotions that you're feeling aren't there. Totally. Um, step into the, that stuff. Um, but also notice the good yep. and have some gratitude. So Love it. Do you want to go with the next one? Baby steps. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's my favorite because really we wouldn't be here if we weren't taking a zillion, bajillion baby steps every day. Absolutely. Um, so do you want to, Kobe, do you, you want to share what you were listening to on that, on that book? That was oh, really yeah. cool. So I'm listening to, I forgot The many, Operator. Yeah, The Operator, which is by, the author is Rob O'Neill, who was the SEAL Team 6 operator who actually shot Osama bin Laden. It's from Butte, Montana. 
And he talks about in his book, his journey from, you know, childhood up through his experience there. But um, in when he's in BUDS, which is the basic underwater demolition seal training, there's three phases. He's in the first phase and he has all these instructors. He's in Coronado, which is an island off of San Diego. And they're super intense up in his face in intentionally ratcheting up the um, the stress, but they have, each class has, um, a proctor. And he said that his proctor is like the mentor, if you will, for all of the guys who are in his class. And he said, I'm not going, I'm just paraphrasing here, but he, Rob said that his, his proctor said, I'm not going to ask you to do anything impossible, but what I am going to ask you to do is something really, really hard followed by something really hard followed by something really hard for eight months. And if you think about that in eight months, then you're going to be overwhelmed. So that's not the way to do it. He's like, the way that you get to eight months is you start small. So he's like, wake up in the morning, make your bed and brush your teeth. Small wins. Like go do your first round of PT with your three evolutions and just get to breakfast and then just get to lunch, etc. And so his, his theme there was to start small and just go from one thing to the next. And that completely speaks to me, not because I'm a Navy SEAL, but it's because that's exactly how recovery looked for me. For both of us. Right, from, the, from the go. It does, it feels extremely overwhelming to think, okay, we're just starting and I wanna get where Ashlyn and Kobe are. And Ashlyn and Kobe, guys, we're not there. There is no there. Right, yeah. Um, we're in this journey with you. And if you look at it like we've got so far to go, it can be the thing that you say, do the one thing that you're not supposed to do and quit. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's that's true. That's how that, that's how you ended finished it. finished it. And it it feels easier to quit. But if we take it for, for betrayal, I know that there's plenty of women who say it's hour by hour. Right. Yeah. You know, to get out of my head and to, to sit in those emotions and to take care of my kids or go to work, whatever it is that you still have to live a life. Right. But you look back. So I like this example. If, if, if he does this intense training for eight months, um, but he takes it hour by hour or step by step, um, he looks back on that eight months and now he's like, he's ripped. He's, he's, you know, strong. smart, strong, like he, he is, he's fine tuned himself. Um, and, and, and he's arrived really. He's, he, he's there in terms of being a Navy SEAL, but it took one thing at a time. Right. Well, and I have to be honest, we get a lot of questions of, we got one this week, short, like one sentence email. Um, I betrayed my spouse four years ago. She's still not over it. What did Ashlyn do to heal? Mm -hmm. Super simple question, right? right? That you're expecting maybe like she did this big thing and all of a sudden it went away. But it's right. like, oh my gosh, no. It's like a bajillion baby steps. God didn't come down and just like heal you right then? No, no, and it took time. There wasn't this like, I can go to this intensive and in three days I'm healed. Right. It is not right. that. It is, I'm going to take eight months, five years, whatever it takes to get through this. So, oh, go ahead. It can be really overwhelming. I, I remember being so overwhelmed when I started specialized therapy. One, because I was actually, I had the, the, the I had made the mental decision just to face the thing that had ate my lunch all of my life. That's the only, like that kind of like messed up living was the only thing that I knew. 
And so it was just daunting to think, how on this green earth am I going to live without this? I, I, I legit don't know how. And so therein is the, is the overwhelming feeling. But what I discovered is if today I can do my dailies, if today I can be really focused on my boundaries and my, my boundaries, my bottom lines, um, then, and I can be aware of my emotions, then I will have won the day. And that's the only, that's the only power that I had over anything in my life that was totally out of control. So that to me was the way that I was able to, to really to focus. And in that process, of just just focusing on one day at a time, like um, and focusing on those things, pouring my mind into those things, um, a change began that was very very slow, but it was very intentional over time, and it was exactly what I needed. It's not a fix it. It's not like uh, it's not like we've we've teased about this before. Recovery is not a Z pack that all of a sudden right. in seven days is going to make right. it better. Recovery is this internal change. And so part of that for me was starting small. Okay. So I'm questioning here. What if I'm listening to this? I haven't quite started, but I do have this fire in me to, you know, 2019 is going to be my year that I really can get through this and heal. Is it going to be hard every day? You know, you read this guy's quote and he says, it's going to be hard every day for eight months and then you're going to be strong. Yeah. And and what's going to be hard about that is learning to do something that you have never done before, which for me, I've talked about this many times before, I was never consistent with anything unless I had a professor in my face tell me to do something and I was compelled by grades, or if I had a coach in my face grabbing my face mask telling me to go do whatever, I didn't do it. I, I, I just didn't do it. And I was the cliche, cliche guy who would sign up for the gym in January and three weeks later, Never went back. <laughs> it's like Except the typical. To quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to go get my money back. But so, so I was never consistent with anything. And that's the process of change is which is really hard because we think this is about um this is about I, I've got this really awful thing in me that I just need to stop. Well the truth is is that you need to learn a different way of thinking and being as much as you need to learn to stop. So that is the thing that is learned in recovery, in my experience, is learning how to be focused on very little, small things every day and be consistent. The consistency is what's needed to be learned, and the, that's hard. The thing about it is, is like it, the nature of life is that it, that there's pain. So that that we're, is it going to be hard? That how do we define that? So so it's we're going to feel pain um, mm-hmm. th- throughout the year in 2019. We're going to wake up in the morning, be at times be stressed or totally. overwhelmed or whatever. However, um, it, we we could we could face that with drudgery. We could we can look at it and say this is hard. Life's just hard, um, and then it's going to be very hard, right? But it, but if we face it with hope and optimism, and we we step into that pain with a gratitude for the pain, then it's not that hard. It, it's actually, we're, we're accepting of it. We're embracing it. Um, we're willing to engage in it and it becomes a blessing in our life. And, um, it, it so, so when, when you get to that place of radical acceptance, you it, the pain doesn't depress you. The, the pain in a lot of ways 
excites you because you know it's a process of growth, and that's the nature of our life. So um, stepping into that into that pain is awesome, um, and the pain's going to be there. Yep. Right. Right, and I'm going to answer a little bit of my own question that I asked Kobe. Is it still hard, like as hard as it is today that it was five, four years ago? No. The answer is no, it's not as hard. Because it's it's become habit. And so that's what I was trying to get at for these people who are listening and wanting to start. And it's like, oh, I have to do all these things every day, forever. Like, I don't want to live in in this, I'm a recovering addict. But I don't feel like we even live that. And we live very publicly as recovering addict and betrayed. But what we do for our dailies is just making us better people. Right, right. Well, well said. Okay, last thing. It's it's the same thing. Focus on what's right in front of you. So start small. So that was the the second one. Uh So so my New Year's resolution isn't going to be to run a marathon. Um, I'm going to start small. I'm going to run, do something, maybe run run a mile. Yeah, (laughs) walk around the block. It's funny you say that because I legit saw... A marathon sign yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're hitting like <laughs> New Year's resolution." The shame That's what they're doing. Who were like, "Yeah, come out and run in June." So, but if you start December. small and you do something small, um, but also you're focused on what you can control in that moment, what's right in front of you, mm-hmm. because I can't control whether I get a six pack in 2019, um, but I can control whether or not I go do some sit ups today. For sure, you know, I'm so. gonna speak some uh, hope. To you guys because I actually was a cliche. I started into fitness, ooh, it's been five, six years ago, the first week of January. Mm. I went to the gym, I signed up, and I was determined that I would not quit. I did not want to be an actual cliche of I'm you would do it losing all my money. Yes. She didn't want to be me is what she said. <laughs> Most of us I didn't want to be 85% yeah. of the USA. Like that's, right. I mean, that's the truth of it. And so maybe my intention was a little silly because I was like, I'm just not going to quit. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of what you said about that Navy SEAL of just do one. Like if you're going to do one thing, like don't do this one thing, just don't quit. Yeah. And I just didn't quit. And it doesn't mean I'm this like fitness competitor or an extreme athlete. I'm just like hanging out and I work out for 30 minutes a day. Like I'm not doing anything big and right. I don't plan to ever do anything big. Right. That's awesome. So yeah. you can do this. Yep. I think the 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 focus on what's right in front of you. Um, if you if you create sustainability in doing small things, then it's really easy to focus on what's right in front of you, because it's it's not going to be this mountain to climb. Right. Every time you got to do it, it's going to be doable every day, and uh, that's how you focus on what's right in front of you. Is like I know I can do this. I have done this. Or this is something that's in, like if I if you hate running, don't ever run, <laughs> ever. But if you love to play badminton, go play it. If you love playing, you know whatever, go do it. And here's the thing, I I know the feeling we all do of it's a new year. We're reflecting and we're feeling like okay, I'm gonna make these goals. I might even make a vision board. I'm gonna do all these things. Kobe, how many years did you say this is the year? This is the year I'm gonna stop. My addiction. Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so how about in this year, 2019, or whenever you're listening to this, you change that. Uh, yeah. Like it becomes real. Yeah, I love that, though. Don't quit. Yeah. Um, you might have tried many times for these goals, but try again. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is no, and if you if you go into this with the idea of, if I, if I 
stumble, if I fall forward, then I haven't failed. Like failing is just not. You will fail. Yeah, you, we trip. You'll process. fall short. We're just tripping forward yeah. over here. Yeah, exactly. And publicly. Yeah, <laughs> just got to keep keep uh, keep on going. But but change is possible. Change is possible, guys. There's no way for me to really sufficiently describe how how hard the place was that we were in, how hard that was for so, so, so long for 14 and a half years of running, of hiding, of just all the dysfunction. But we've found hope and we've found change and we've found healing. And, you know, even this morning before we came here, <laughs> we had a fight. Heck because yeah, because guess who always makes us late? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm the me. perpetual and, and then I was late. <laughs> yeah, I'm the perpetual late uh, late yeah. one in the family. And um, we had a fight about that. And I said, shut up when she said like like the fifth thing that she said. And um, that wasn't cool at all. And actually, that's that's a word in our house that it's I really word. come down hard on. It's not a swear, but it's like, oh, no. And, and so we had to move through that. But the cool thing is, is within like 10 minutes, we moved through it. And here we are. And here we are. It's craziness. Totally. So change is possible. And you can do it, I promise you, because we did. So, guys, thanks for being here um, today on um, Patreon. How are we going to uh, address these 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 uh, these topics? Q and A. Oh, that's right. Q and A today. That's right. Yeah. Today will be a Q and A. We're going to answer some questions over there. So, guys, remember if you're listening to this and you have questions, you've you've um, had, hey, what about this situation? What about this this scenario here? You can get access to us over on our premium site. So uh, click uh, details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the first link there. That's the link to our premium site. And ask us anything. Yeah, you can ask us anything. That's I the whole point. Say this. We did not know this, but our premium website, Patreon, gives you secret episodes on iTunes, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Oh, that's right. And so say we're that back. Again. So all of our deep dives are available on iTunes if you have that membership to Patreon. So you don't even have to get on the Patreon website. It's just this link that you'll have privately as you have the membership. Yeah, so awesome. pretty cool. I yep. didn't know that. Guys, thanks for being here. Happy holidays and uh, good luck in the new year. See you guys. Happy new year.